Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Power of Youth podcast. We are all extremely excited to start this journey with you all and explore the world through the eyes of youth. This podcast is all about discussing, debating and sharing the perspectives of youth on issues in our world. My name is Simeon, I am 18 years old and I have a passion for social issues and watching sport and I'm joined by Alex and Alana. Yes, I'm Alex, I'm also 18 years old. I too, like Simeon, have a bit of a passion and for, you know, the what's going on in the world right now. Um, after that, I really love music, I love listening to it, I love spending hours of the day with my headphones in, probably really bad for my eardrums, but it's worth it. Yeah. Hi guys, um, I'm Alana, I'm 17 years old, and I have a real passion for crime and social justice. Awesome. So today we will be discussing the highly controversial and publicised topic of pill testing. This topic has been debated heavily from the government all the way down to families. So to start with, the largest question of all, should pill testing be introduced in every festival? It's a really interesting question because there's just, there's positives and negatives to everything. Um, Yeah, it's, I don't know, yeah. I guess we'll debate that today and you guys will come to your own conclusions about that. Thoughts? For me, yeah, I can, I've done my research and look, there are positives, there are negatives, but at the end of the day for me, I think the biggest positive of it all is that it has the potential to save lives. And even if it doesn't save lives every time, it's like, say, some form of, I get like, say a a really risky brain surgery, you only have maybe a 40% chance of living after it. But at the end of the day, I think your average person would probably take that 40% chance of living because who doesn't like being alive? Um, and for me, the fact that even if it, even if we do put it in place and it might not save a life every time, for every life saved, I think that's, I think that's what's worth most about it. Yeah, I think it's this idea of like harm minimization, harm reduction that we want to try and save as many lives as possible and it's definitely a different approach to what we're taking in Australia and in New South Wales to every drug issue. It's kind of this punitive approach, very big on enforcement, on making it illegal, on stopping it. But I think at some point we have to ask ourselves, this issue is not getting better. We've had this same approach of enforcement for so many years, but the rate of drug abuse and deaths by drugs are going up and it just... It, it doesn't seem to make sense. So mm. I think at some point we have to step back and kind of think we have to try something different if we want to get a different outcome. Because mm. at the same thing, because at the moment we're doing the same thing every year and getting getting the same outcome. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm all for it, but I, I don't know. I just don't see how effective it's going to be. At Yeah, at the point that it is now, we've done one trial and it was it was effective, but... I think we need to do off-site testing instead of on-site because that's more accurate. I don't think it's going to be very effective having a 15 to 20 minute process on-site at the festival. But yeah, I don't know. So I think like the, the main issue is this thing about people losing their lives at festivals. So two things that people have suggested other than pill testing, one is just cancelling music festivals all together mm. what are our thoughts on those no big big i think look i wouldn't be surprised if 
the New South Wales government did that, they have proven time and time again to be quite illiterate when it comes to cultural life, especially in Sydney. I mean, you just look at the lockout laws that had to be scrapped because literally every single person, legal experts included, were saying, no, this has actually done more harm than it has good. Banning... Sydney already does struggle a lot with... Um, like, in the past few years, as someone who's, like, really involved with music, I know for a fact that since things like lockout laws, since these crackdowns on festivals, it's really started to kill the cultural life in this city. A lot of really, you know, great bands that have been in the city have opted to go up and go to more exciting places like Melbourne um, because, th because the government here has been so harsh and so like this absolute zero tolerance approach to things like drug use and alcohol and alcohol related violence and it's whilst yeah i think of course the intentions are good like i can't fault anyone anyone's intentions in these situations they want to save lives they want to stop the use of harmful drugs i'm all for that however the extremities that they go just are, sacrifices possibly the livelihood of someone else as well if you know what i mean yeah, and it's like a, it's a whole industry as well in those small communities where festivals like um, Splendor. Splendor and stuff happen. Those communities th thrive on that um, publicity and, the, and those areas, and it's almost like a tourism type, yeah, those, type thing for them. Because, correct me, I'm pretty sure it's Splendor, I, I might be wrong, but it, it goes to a different town in New South Wales every year. And that will give that town, wherever it is, a massive boost in the local economy because there'll be people buying accommodation, staying at the caravan parks, pubs, hotels, people will be eating out at those various locations. And I think if you completely ban festivals because of drug use, it's just taking away. Like the art, in Australia, one of our biggest exports in general is the arts, and that includes music, film, you know, visual arts and things like that. And if we, if you if we at a state level because new south wales along with victoria are more or less like we're the two we're the biggest state in the country we set trends and i feel like you we set a lot of and a lot of states follow what we do we set the example of oh yeah we can sacrifice a massive part of our economy because we want to deal with one issue then what you know what precedent does that set to you know smaller states such as you know northern territory tasmania that really do rely on the bigger states for leadership yeah it's obviously not going to work to ban all festivals if people want to do something people will make their own pop-up festivals it's just it's not going to eradicate them altogether, and it'll like you said it'll just bring the economic boost to somewhere to elsewhere mm. and it's just not beneficial to do that at all and not effective probably yeah the the other one that's been suggested a lot is this idea about increasing police presence and police powers um especially the controversial one about uh strip search policy and i think this one's also a really tricky one i think firstly the whole increasing police just doesn't doesn't seem to solve any issue no. we've been increasing police and security at festivals for years but more people are now Losing well, their lives now. Well, and you have that, you look at also, you know, you, you want people to feel safer. You look at the whole scandal that's been going on right now with underage strip searches by police who were just, that's just another issue of why, why did not the police get well-educated on the legislation that governs their powers. Mm. But 
people, I think, you know, you, it's going to start creating a bit of a distrust between younger people and police. You, you have that a lot in places like America, yeah. and that that's caused problems for generations. And it's still, mm. it's still, you know, you look at it today, there's still a massive, a lot of communities have that massive just distrust. A fear of, culture. Yeah. A fear culture. Because, the yeah, the more police you have around, even if you're not, like, I don't know about you guys, but say, even if I'm just, like, you know, when I've been pulled over to do an RBT, I'll be no alcohol in my system, but whatever. But you get nervous. Of course. Because yeah. because you're with someone who, that even if there is something wrong, they have the power to, in in a snap of a finger, they can arrest you and your life is changed forever. Like, it's, it's intimidating. And it, I don't yeah. think fear tactics work. Yeah, and I think that respect with law enforcement is so important and building a healthy relationship between law enforcement and community members, especially youth, because there are situations when law enforcement could be cold and, and maybe they're not because they're scared or there's still that still that disconnect, um, mm. which which isn't helpful. I think something interesting is that at the Strawberry Fields Festival, which was recently, there were still 96 people arrested, which I found which I find astounding considering we've talked about pill testing for six 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 to twelve months now. We keep talking about it. The, the police keep talking about it, everyone keeps talking about it, and still, it's obviously not working. The, the, the police keep talking about stop, stopping this, stopping that, but still 96 people are being arrested for drug-related crimes. I think yeah. it just keeps on showing that this increasing police presence just isn't, isn't helping. Yeah, and the other thing too, if there's an increased police presence in drug dogs, people will be more likely to ingest what they have and overdose that way. So... Yeah, it's just, it's not going to be very effective to increase the amount of police there and increase arrests because that'll just create a fear culture and people will just ingest what they have, overdose, and yeah, it just won't be effective. Yeah, that um, coronial um, inquest heard evidence that in some cases a heavy police presence may have contributed to drug-related deaths due to fear. Fear and and just, yeah, as Alana said, just ingesting what they had. Yeah, so the... So the Premier, Premier Berejiklian's response to this was about this thing about amnesty bins, that that approach to stop this fear. Yeah. Yeah, what do we think? Do we think that's that that's going to stop these, these fear ingestions having, having a bin? Yeah, well, it might. But, you know, people make decisions quickly when they're fearful. They might not make the most appropriate decision but amnesty bins would be probably somewhat effective if you just put it in there without a fear of prosecution you know police turn a blind eye to that it's safe you know who knows it's it's all it's it's better than nothing for me though it's a bit like a band-aid like it's nice that you know you can throw your drugs out but at the end of the day most of these people bought the drugs purely with the intention of taking them. Yeah. And even if there is a heavy police presence, they'll just take it all at once. And I think, you know, they've it, they've made, you know, as bad as it is, they've made an economic investment in whatever substance they have. Mm-hmm. And I dare say it's probably not that cheap. Um, yeah. And you, you have, yeah, and you, I doubt most people are likely to throw out... A, an investment 
if you could call it that. Well, they go there knowing there's police there. So they already know. They, yeah, they already, they know, already know there's a risk involved. And they've, and they've already considered that risk and considered it safe enough to say, okay, yeah. I'm still going to go with this in my pocket. Like, okay. they've... I guess, I guess a, positive, a little positive I've always thought with the amnesty bins, it's a bit like an injecting centre, or at least it's a place and environment where an interaction... It offers an interaction with drugs that's not... That it's consequence-free, mm. I guess. True. And, that, and that is the best thing about it, because, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the deaths that happen, but as Simeon brought up earlier, like 96 arrests at one festival, that is, that is excessive. Yeah. Like, you, you have less people getting arrested in some of the riots that you see. Mm. Like, some of these protests and riots in Hong Kong have had less than 96 people arrested at them. And these people are causing, you know, public property damage and whatnot. So, I think, yeah, you need to... That's just another aspect of it that I think is forgotten. And an environment where that might get reduced is probably a good thing. But at the end of the day, I still... I still think pill testing would be more effective than just having that option of, oh, you can if you want to. Mm. But, you know, yeah. You know, I think it's definitely like a step in the right direction. We're definitely moving somewhere. We're not going back. Yeah, I don't think it's far enough, but it at least is something, some sort of harm minimization approach where they're at least given the opportunity for people to throw it away without any punishment, which can often... Um, be be a bit of a fear as well. Uh, yeah, I think one comment that 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 the premier said, which I think we can talk about for a bit, she said that pill testing will not solve the problem that ecstasy kills, mm. and I think it's an interesting comment. But I, yeah, I I struggle to see what what her kind yeah. of objective here is because I don't think the point of pill testing is to stop the problem that ecstasy kills. Like, it, it, it's, like it's like saying chemo's not going to stop cancer from killing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like, well, true, obviously, but it can sure as hell help. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely true. Like, ecstasy, okay, it is going to kill. It does have damages. Pill testing isn't this one-way thing that's going to stop all drugs from being dangerous. It's, that's, that's not its purpose. And I think I find this concerning because this is her justification for her so steadfast approach that we don't need pill testing. And yeah, I just, and amnesty bins are not going to stop ecstasy from killing people either. Yeah, that's true. But will pill testing, like it's the ecstasy in the last festival season, six people passed away from overdoses and in five out of those six cases, um, they overdosed on pure MDMA. So there was nothing in those tablets that, like paint and just other stuff that's obviously toxic and lethal. It was the pure MDMA. So if those people were to test those pills, it would come back positive for ecstasy and they'd still take it. Would it have prevented those deaths? I think that's a good point, but I think that... When you need to take a lot to overdose, usually. But who knows? It's just like alcohol. You don't know until you try it what your limit is. And well, I think that's a whole other issue of, you know, the 
drug taking culture and out al- and the consumption of alcohol in this country mm. and that it's not not that i think that we should be you know this super conservative uptight country about it but we do have really bad attitudes around you know taking drugs and taking especially party drugs and those kind of things that can lead to an overdose and i think that's that is the big that is the biggest issue with this i think is the fact that australia as a country really really bad drug taking culture but there there needs to be steps taken to ensure that whilst we should be looking to change this culture that at least there's little steps in the way that can maybe save a few lives it's the same sort of story with say a drug injecting center like you it might it's not going to it's not going to stop someone's heroin addiction it's not going to mm. solve the problem of you know rampant heroin addiction amongst the homeless population in places like melbourne and sydney but it's at least a measure and at least a safeguard that can go okay so we've saved the we, we've given these people at least the chance to maybe move out and we've got a safeguard that's going to at least minimize the harm of this issue mm. rather than rather than just like this instant solve and i think that's a, that's true. a, a yeah. big problem with this liberal government that we have right now is this obsession with like oh we need something that's an instant solve to the to the you know taking drugs in festivals and whatnot and it, i think it's just that's a far too black and white way of looking at it. it's a really nuanced thing that's you know it goes way into like the as i said the cultural perceptions in australia around recreational drug use and that's the thing that needs to be focused on changing more rather than okay how are we going to stop take a bunch of you know 18 year olds taking an ecstasy pill yeah yeah i think i disagree with you when you say that you know five five people those lives wouldn't have been saved i think it's this idea of the action of taking a drug or any kind of substance like this is it's it's more of an impulse decision okay i'm partying i'm having fun oh someone's got a pill i'm i'm, I'm gonna take it. It's, it it's that impulse thing and i think what pill testing does even if it comes back positive it, it's it's like that second step where it gives people time to actually think about their actions mm. and and what they're doing like you see in i don't know somewhere like um america let's say where where um, weapons are so easily um, purchased on on people's person and so available that when someone's kind of full of um, emotion and that impulse decisions made, it's super easy to be able to take that out straight away, and and that can have really damaging yeah. effects. As in in other places where weapons aren't as available, you can be really hyped up, you can be in a fight with someone, but before you go back and get your weapon at home or have to go buy it off the black market, it actually gives you time to think, okay, yeah. That's I, true. Yeah. I might actually not. And I think with pill testing, the person has to then walk walk to the place, hear it, this is ecstasy that gets put in your head again and it kind of gives them time to think. And I think that time is really beneficial in just having that second step before someone takes a drug so that it's actually not an impulse decision anymore. It's actually something that they've considered and someone else has talked to them about it there's a lot of different processes other than just oh, i'm partying for I'm done mm. yeah well yeah that's obviously one of the positives with pill testing and there was a trial run at the groove and the move festival in 2018 and that was seen as a success so what happened there was 
patrons would enter and sign a waiver so they so the government wasn't liable for whatever happened after they left. Um, and then a harm reduction officer would come and chat to them about the effects of drugs, harmful effects of drugs, talk to them about the decision they're making, the consequences of it. So that's really positive for people to have someone to chat to about it. Um, and then they take a small sample of the drug to be tested and they give you a readout of the coding. And there's a coding system of white, yellow, and red. White was what you expected. So if you think there's ecstasy, it, it's ecstasy. Um, yellow was not what you expected. Yep. And red was to indicate an increased harm that was associated with overdoses and death. And it takes around 10 to 15, 20 minutes for this process to take place. Um, at that festival, 129 people went through the tent and 85 samples were provided. And the cost was around $35,000 for that, for that festival. Um, in that, they caught two red zone drugs. So two people were protected from potentially um, ingesting harmful and lethal substances. Yeah. And 50% had other substances such as paint in it that, I don't know, could cause a unwanted effect. Okay. Um, but yeah, they had some really interesting results. 58% of people surveyed who had their drug tested said they'd probably still take it. 12% said they'd take the drug, but they'd take less of it. 5% said they'd take a different drug altogether. <laughs> and 18% said they'd not tra uh, take the drug that had failed the test. So it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think like, what, what more do you expect? This process is very thorough. You've got everyone there. It gives the person every opportunity to make the best decision for themselves at that point. Mm. Like, what what more do you want? We can't just say, I want the drug gone. It's just not you're it's just yeah. it's just not gonna happen. You're giving those people in, in it's a 10-15 minute process. You are giving those people who have showed up a, the longest possible time. You're giving them so much time to think about their choice. And if at the end of the day you do they do say Oh well, I'm just gonna take yeah, it anyway. That's on them. That's I think that that's just on them, and that is well. That's why they have the liability waiver, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's which, is, yeah. which makes total sense. There's um, a there's a choice with with all these things. We we can't take away the choice. If 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 someone's gonna take it, well then, that's that's what's gonna happen. But we need to make sure that we do every, every single thing. check and balance to give them everything that they need to to, to make the best choice possible. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is what this pill testing shows. If 18% made the best choice possible, then I it's think... It's a success. It's a success. Yeah. If well, some really interesting things is the level of dangerous ingredients in Australian ecstasy pills are among the most harmful in the world. So we have a lot of harmful drugs. And also, the other thing we haven't touched on yet is it's probably more cost-effective than the medical expenses you'd have to shell out for people who actually overdose. Yeah. It costs $34,000 to have a festival with a drug uh, pill testing center. So you have, that's more you have two of those economically yeah. beneficial. Like an ambulance ride costs a ridiculous amount of money. I, yeah. From what I, and if, and then. And then keeping them on life well, support. And then keeping them on them, life support. Yeah, you know. Paying, you a, do paying a doctor for, you know, life-saving surgery. Yeah, and then there's all the other legal issues that come legal, up. Yeah, legal, yeah, you might, they might, yeah, the festival then has to probably might get sued by the parents. Mm. Um, police might get involved, and at the end, and you're right. At the end of the day, it's probably going to cost 
all that process is going to cost more than mm. say running two or three maybe a hundred thousand dollars and that the festival will probably cost more to run than the actual tents itself like a festival will be upwards of a couple of million to run yeah it, so it's not a big expense like they have do money. you want to talk about uh, um some of the negatives yeah well, what are some of the negatives well like i touched on earlier you need at least 24 hours to prove a drug is completely free of toxins to provide accurate results so maybe they could implement you know a day before or maybe even a week before to send in drugs to an off-site place a chemist somewhere i don't know they do that in they do that in scandinavian countries to get a better more accurate result so is it maybe better to do that um also should we charge people for the service Oh. Who knows? Mm, I think on the oh, on the first expensive. one that you said about people sending it in before, like I think it's hard to make a comment when we haven't done it, like tried it. I think it's yeah. just one of those things that let's just trial, trial it. Let's yeah. just let's a just trial, see what a trial happens. And error. Yeah, I think yeah. And an issue might be if people can be bothered, let's say, to send stuff in and to yeah. get it back and to go through that whole process. It it it, it would involve you know, some paperwork and stuff. You'd have issues with parents, possibly, and family. And I think it would be tricky, but why not try it? But yeah, yeah. and at the end of the day, it goes back to a point you were making of it gives them more time to think about the choice yeah. that they're... Yeah. Like, if they have to go through this really long, arduous process just to get their hands on a party drug, then they have that more time to think mm. about, do I really do I really want to take this drug? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah if, if and if the process is going to be so long, then... That but like might, you said with party be. drugs, it's more of a split second decision. Like you might buy it on the day, exactly. So you don't you don't really know in advance if you are going to partake in drug taking. Some other things that are interesting is one of the deterrents of taking drugs is the risk that there may be other things in it. So if we um, give the results of a known concentration of a certain drug, and we've told them there's no contaminants in it, will they take a drug they otherwise wouldn't? Maybe. I wouldn't. I don't know about you. I don't know, but it's just one of the deterrents. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, an- another interesting one was in the Strawberry Fields Festival. Um, unfortunately, a 24-year-old man passed away uh, recently. Um, he suffered cardiac arrest from taking a cocktail of cocaine, MDMA, and GHB. <laughs> and... Premier Gladys Berejiklian stated that pill testing would not have saved his life. She stated that let's not pretend that pill testing would have saved these lives. And I just, I think it's such a strong comment to make when sh- there's no, there's no evidence. There is no background to that. Well, there's, there is, there's one, there's one trial they've done. And the funny thing is when you want to look at how successful is something, one trial is not is not going to get you very reliable information. Yeah. No, you yeah. Know, you're going to need... When do you ever do one, 10, one chemical test. experiment? Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. You don't do... Yeah, you don't do one experiment of anything. You have to do... Well, that experiment was seen as a success. So Exa- and if try it again. Ne- and then try yeah. it again. It's a failure. Do okay. it at Strawberry Fields. Like, I, I don't think there's anything stopping her from... Or, or stopping them from saying, let's do it again. Yeah, and I'm sure if the results it's, showed that it wasn't effective and a waste of money, people would be on board with that's going, fine. that's fine, that we've tried it, ways. we'll need to try something else now. Some other things that were interesting that I found 
obviously drugs are made in drug labs. They are not homogeneously mixed. So if you take a sample and test it, will it be representative of the whole drug? So would that be helpful? Would that be accurate? Probably not. We don't know. Yeah, that's that's a. I think that's just a risk that might come with it. Yeah, and also some other things. Obviously, drugs have idiosyncratic effects on people. It's different from person to person. My threshold might be 1%, your threshold might be 5%. And if we both take a 2.5% pill, I'll overdose and you won't. So we don't know if we give people results, if they'll overdose or not. You can't say any drug is safe. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think you can be 100% confident, yes, you can take this, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Is, yeah. Will there would, be a liability for the government if they say it's fine and well, people they, overdose? At, at the thing... Simeon said they signed a waiver saying the government yeah. wasn't liable. I mean, they wouldn't want to be, but... But what do you think the media would find with that if they introduced pill testing, people kept overdosing? It would depend on the media outlet because some, really, some are really for it, some are really against it. Some would jump at it and go, ha, look at this, look at this, the government was wrong, pill testing is bad, someone got their pill tested and they overdosed. Mm. Another would say... Oh, this is just, this is just an unfortunate accident. It, mm. it's, it was never going to be a one hundred percent, one hundred percent foolproof plan. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. We should give them the full amount of resources for them to make an informed decision. I mean, we can't stop people from taking ecstasy or other drugs at festivals. Um, pill testing. Let's try it out. See if it works. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. If it's not effective. Maybe we can do off-site testing, maybe try something else. But yeah, at this point of time, the government is not bringing in pill testing and they're just going to introduce amnesty bins and that's where we're at that's right now. At. Yeah, I think um, just from the from the other perspective, because obviously there was a coronial um, inquest mm. and into this, so the New South Wales coroner stated that I'm in no doubt whatsoever that there is a sufficient that there is sufficient evidence to support a drug checking trial. And this was after getting um, advice from medical experts, harm reduction advocates, the music industry, law enforcement, festival punters, and him actually attending the festival themselves. Uh, Furthermore, 20 heads of department at Sydney St. Vincent's Hospital have urged the Premier to scrap strip searching and adopt pill testing. In 2018, 60% of voters supported pill testing. It's just all these things put together and the Premier continues with her approach that that doesn't look like it's going to change um at at the moment Mm. so yeah what now well obviously what we're doing now isn't working so we've got to try we have to try something else needs to be it's it's not going to change for the next four years because she is the democratically elected premier i I think a a lot of it might have to do with just simply being oh a party like the labor party supported so therefore i can't because i'm Trying to oppose that. I'm trying to oppose. It's there's that, mm, and I think yeah. there, there's a political but, games. I think there's going to be a while before we see it. Uh, yeah, the Liberal Party has been in power in this state since I think the whole decade, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, maybe. And, but, and before, there was, yeah, there was maybe I a, think a couple couple years. We've had we've had three. Yeah, we had a couple years with a Labor government, but we've had three Liberal premiers now, and. And this, yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing a change in it anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, as she said, she doesn't 
feel the need to try it. And again, there's there's only been six deaths. I know that's been a lot, but compared to other diseases and things, it's not really a lot. Compared so to should other, we put to, that money to into other, other things, things that could potentially kill someone? Yeah. Should we invest yeah, that money a, somewhere else? Like, it's, yeah, it, it's a tricky one when you when you talk about people's people's lives. You know, does is is, it worth is, more? is twenty deaths more important stopping than six? Or is yeah. you know, it's it's that tricky yeah issue. I think I think now we just got to push for for some more trials, and I think she has to be willing to compromise a bit and say, okay, we'll trial in these two festivals. We'll gather the evidence. We'll compare and then we'll make it. We'll make a decision on that. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah. I have the slightest bit of belief that she can then make an informed decision from that. But I think we, we really have to push this idea of, of, of trialling this, seeing what happens. Because at the moment, she, she and, and other government officials are talking, on, are talking about evidence as if it exists when it, at the moment. When it, it doesn't. doesn't it there is no, there's slight well, there's evidence for Evidence that works in other countries. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, pill testing has been around for two decades at least started in the Netherlands in 1992 and spread across Europe. So we're a bit late to the party on this. There has been multiple... <laughs> yes, we are. But yeah, there's been so much evidence that it does work in other nations and I'm sure she's just refusing to believe it's, that it exists. I don't know. It's a, it's a... As I said, it's a political thing. She's taken a position. She's got to stick with it. And now. unfortunately, with the way, especially, especially in Australia... Considering how partisan now two parties have become, she has to stick with it. Otherwise, if she steps out of line, there's a potential for her to get kicked out of being the premier. Because as we've seen recently, you know the big boss of each party and whoever's the leader of the state or the country changes every five seconds. Doesn't it? Doesn't have that much power. Yeah. At the end of the day, no. it, they need to keep their party satisfied and. You know, she might deep down personally believe that it's a great thing, but she might have a massive coalition of backbenchers who think it's terrible, and she needs to be able to please her party in order to stay in power. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think I think this is her time to step up and take control to to be a bit courageous. I think when the whole um, abortion bill was being debated, she mm. she sat back, she didn't do anything, and and she got criticised for it. And I think she she's at risk it, um, again here by kind of sitting back, not really listening to to anyone. I think I think this is this is her time to kind of step up to to, to take a charge and be like, okay, I'm really gonna give give this a shot. Everyone everyone wants it. Everyone's telling it to me, and I think at some point she just has to say, let's let's try it and let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just try it. You know, it might work. It might not. As we've looked at, there's a lot of evidence that it might not be effective in its current format but you can nothing change is when you that start. Nothing, is, nothing is when you start. yeah see what works see what doesn't work implement things that work obviously increased police presence and fear tactics is not helping anybody at all and we have a drug culture here in australia and that's not going to change with just ignoring the problem yeah very good all right i think we will wrap that up today yeah, yeah. Thank you all for joining us for our first ever episode of the Power of Youth podcast. Let us know your thoughts through our Instagram and our other uh, social media outlets and feel free to share this with your friends and people that, that you know. And always remember that the youth have power. See you next time where we will discuss climate change. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.